0: Hey, it's Latif from Radiolab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. The end of the world is coming. It was predicted thousands of years ago. See ya! A reverse polarity sunspot. Goodbye. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream. This is the end. This is just the beginning of the end, in fact. Uh, We've been talking about the end with the help of our friends at Scientific American, the end of all kinds of things. Uh, We began with a discussion of the end of cultures threatened by modernity. That was on uh, Tuesday. You actually did something on Monday as well, I think, didn't you?
1: Yeah, we talked about the end of resources, using up the resources we have.
0: It's an an issue we talk about every day on this program. We also talked yesterday about the the end of an individual life as being a threshold point for harvesting organs, which then go on to live other lives and other people, which is a whole other kind of ending but it's safe to say that if you go to the movies you can see all kinds of endings of the world there's of course the planet killing asteroid yeah. scenario that was a the fad flood sure you got you got your nukes
2: roger copy this is not an exercise roger understand major reinhardt we have a
0: massive attack against the u.s at this time roger understand over 300 missiles inbound now
1: i can't let them in you've got to i only plan this for three you me and tommy i've only got provisions for three Our lives are there, girl.
0: Two nuclear disaster films, the 1956, The Day the World Ended, and the 1983, The Day After. That was a television special You're that right. was watched by probably everyone in by America. Everybody, yeah. And then of course you got the uh, you know, environment ending at global warming or global cooling. We've found something extraordinary.
2: Extraordinary and disturbing, that is. You recall what you said about how polar melting might disrupt the North Atlantic current. Yes.
0: It's, of course, from uh, The Day After Tomorrow with Jake Gyllenhaal from 2004. But uh, whether you're reading movie scripts or the Book of Revelation, there's something kind of irresistible Nostradamus. about the yeah. end of the world.
1: The apocalypse.
0: John Matson is here to help us, online news reporter for Scientific American, author of Laying Odds on the apocalypse, one story in the Scientific American theme issue about the end. Good morning, John. Good morning. So do you have a fascination with apocalypse stories? Let's just disclose that at the top, or is this just straight ahead, the facts, ma'am?
2: Well, I think uh, I certainly have a fascination, but probably no more than anyone else, given the popularity of the movies and books that that are everywhere and that have always been around.
0: Now, the first end-of-the-world scenario I heard about was in elementary school when I was told in the course of my science class that the sun eventually was going to grow large and burst and that that would end all life on Earth, but it was going to be billions of years in the future. Absolutely. What are some more near-term scenarios that you've explored?
2: Well, the one that we uh, have all thought about in terms of, uh, certainly in terms of the Cold War, uh, was nuclear... Apocalypse, uh, and that's still on the table. It seem, certainly seems less likely than it did 20 or 50 years ago, but uh, it's it's something that people still think about. It's less
0: politically likely, but I've, I remember back in the 80s when uh, it was seemed it seemed during the Reagan administration that the uh, you know we were on the brink. There was all kinds of discussion of nuclear winter. As a scientific question, do people explore what a nuclear winter would actually look like?
2: People have. I haven't seen uh, as much exploration of that lately. I think. Uh, Because the political situation has changed, it's not as much on the forefront of everyone's minds. But there has been a lot of research done about what that would look like.
0: If the politics of apocalypse were nuclear in the 80s, it's environmental today. I think so. And uh, what are the scenarios of the ending of the world in a sort of global warming context, putting the Day After Tomorrow movie aside for a moment.
2: Well, the global warming context is a little bit different than uh, perhaps a nuclear apocalypse because it might happen more slowly. I mean, we're going to have some uh, sea level rise. Uh, no one knows quite how much. It's hard to predict. Uh, and more than likely, we'll have some time to deal with that. But uh, the situation that's, that's facing us is we might have a lot more people competing for fewer resources, uh, hundreds of millions of refugees, those sort of things are really uh, destabilizing factors that that are very unpredictable.
1: The other end of the world theory is is kind of science gone amuck, right? Cloning or or bio uh, biological research that Ebola, ends up in a plague. Green goo, yeah, right, a right. plague that's going to kill off everybody, but a, you know, ten people who have to keep the entire planet going. I mean, and this the ants is, they'll stay around, <laughs> right? A common theme in novels, but this is it's it's rooted in a real fear people have. Absolutely,
2: and and we we uh, we explored the. Uh, in, in the article that we did, we explored the pandemic situation, which is, uh, again, very unpredictable. No one knows when one might strike, what it would look like. Uh, but but in general, people tend to think that we're not very prepared for that.
0: You know, John, w- with all due respect, aside from a fear of radio interviews, are there scenarios uh, about the end of the world that actually scare you?
2: Uh, the the, uh, the global warming one is, is big, uh, quite obviously. It seems like very likely that, that something is going to happen. No one knows the magnitude. Where do you live? I live in uh, I live in Brooklyn. So, have you calculated the <laughs> I'm, rise? I'm on the fourth floor. So, so uh, <laughs> He's about for it. the time being. Uh, I'll have a little time to, to think about it.
1: Well, I mean, do you actually prepare? I mean, do you do stuff, or is this is something you just think about idly, uh, when you're not writing an article about I,
2: it? I try not to think about it too much. This this the research process for this article was uh, a little bit <laughs> hard to shake, but but uh, yeah, I it's. it's Obviously, these are these are things we have to think about in terms of nuclear prol- proliferation and global warming in general.
0: You know, and, and it goes back a long way. You mentioned Nostradamus. Yeah. People have been acting on information, valid or not, about the end of the world for thousands of years. They have. Preparing for something. <laughs> and so the idea that we would prepare for, you know, the flood reaching the fourth floor of your building versus preparing for what Nostradamus predicted – um, you know these these are these are impulses that go way back in
2: in human history oh absolutely so so you 're prepared i i wouldn 't say i 'm prepared but but uh, I do try to think about what we can do to to put these situations uh, uh in the less likely column.
0: but we can safely say as a takeaway uh, this morning that the sun blowing up that 's going is, to happen but it 's still billions of years uh, away. Yes, yeah, I,
2: th- I think four or five billion years is is the the figure that that gets bandied around the most. Four or five billion. We'll be lucky to still be around to see that.
0: Yeah, maybe my grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have evolved into cyborgs and uh, part, part insect, I guess. Well, you
1: well, <laughs> we can be sure that Twinkies and cockroaches will still be here. <laughs>
0: exactly. That'll get burned up. John Matson, online news reporter for the Scientific America, author of Laying Odds on the Apocalypse, one story in the Scientific American theme issue about the end. Thanks, John. Thank
2: you.